Hello and welcome to Thought Hacking Consciousness episode 12. I'm your host, Linus Wars Jr. And man, I am stuffed. I had a great dinner with my fiance today. It was pasta with pineapple sausage. She added like all this different flavors to it. And then she made this amazing salad with all kinds of herbs that she grows in her garden. It was great, but I could not stop myself from eating. That's the only thing that doesn't feel good. Anyways, today is going to be something different. Episode 12, I definitely want to dive into kind of more personal, I guess, more personal about what makes me me. How I react the way I do, why I think the way I think, how I handle my life the way I do. And today, what I'm going to do is get into my journal. And so I'm going to call this journal, journal entry. And I'm just going to kind of flip the pages and whatever page I come up on, um, I'm going to see exactly what I wrote, try to remember and recall what I was thinking and maybe give you some hints, some tips. I mean, not hints, some tips on how to actually journal or if you feel like this is interesting to you, would you want to actually start journaling for yourself? There's a lot of benefits to it. And I found um, by just being consistent with it. Okay. So the first thing that I've learned with journaling is that it's a lot of fun when you're fully organized. You want to get a journal, make sure that you dedicate this journal to just your thoughts. And the thing is, when it comes to journaling, don't overthink it. And whatever that is coming to mind, just write it down. I first started off by actually, I guess, doing like a podcast, but I would do it on my phone. I have a lot of voice memos of just my thoughts, and I might share some of that down the way. Um, actually, no, I will. For sure, I will. And with my thoughts being said, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. And when I speak it out, it's kind of like a freestyle. Like, I'm not really, um, I don't have an aim or a goal where I'm going. I just let it flow. And so that kind of helps me to actually summarize it through a journal and, and make it more simple and make it more like something that's um, a developing tool for your psychological consciousness or your consciousness and your psychological um, awareness of it as far as how you process good, bad, evil intentions, morale, how you balance your own self emotionally and how you deal with life as far as how it's thrown at you. Sometimes we have ourselves moments where things are just going chaotic. And then sometimes we have ourselves a life where we feel sad, emotional, depressed. And then moments we feel very anxious, like we're trying to catch up constantly. So there's always different states to the, to the human experience and to the life experience. So to exist, I think personally, it would be really cool to kind of have self-personal records, like an archive of the things you thought a year ago, two years ago or just a couple months ago. Um, I know for me, when I write in my journal, I read my entries I wrote probably back in like 2016, 2018. I have a couple of journals in different styles. I write in different styles in different journals. Um, my personal journal, a lot of it, it's a mixture between lyrics, artwork, I kind of sketch here and there, and personal thoughts of like what I'm struggling with and trying to figure out why am I allowing myself to struggle this, um, with these thoughts or with this emotion that's kind of plaguing me or trying to figure out how I think and how I deal with my own personal self 
So it's kind of like a way to kind of have a memory stored. And sometimes you can you can forget about things you wrote or things you talked about or how you spoke or how you used to think. And you can compare your past to your future. Did you grow? Did you develop? Is there a change? Do you agree still with the same thought process you had back then? Are you judging yourself of what you said back then? And the reason why I said that last part, because the other day I was reading something I, I wrote down back in 2012, and my fiance says, man, um, the way you're talking about yourself, you're really being hard on yourself. I'm like, what do you mean? Because I was reading what I was writing, or what, I, what I wrote back in 2012, and I didn't agree with what I said back then. And I felt the emotions that I wrote back then, and I realized that I was filtering everything I was saying. When I was writing it down on paper, I filtered things because in my mind, I felt as if somebody else was gonna read this. And the truth is, is like growing up as a kid, I did um, journaling in school. That's why I first learned how to start journaling. We took time every single day to actually journal. And with this being, you know, part of our actual daily um, activity, this is elementary school from, from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade, I always had a journal. And the teachers would read it. And we only had to write a page or we had to work on um, certain paragraphs or, or telling a certain aspect of writing, like what you did for the weekend, what do you do after school, what's your interests, um, who are the people you like, you look up to. So these kind of things that you wrote down, it kind of give you an idea how to have, um, I guess, a structure to how you write. So over time, I developed my own structure of how I want to write. And what I want to write is developing an understanding of myself, who I am, how I think, and how I deal with any situation that comes my way. And so with that being said, journaling has always led me to... Um, understanding the things that I allow to happen and so the goal is to kind of like just open up the journal look for something to read and uh, that's what I'm gonna do here let me see where I'm oh yeah so this is how I write a journal I dedicate it to just random thoughts or just thoughts I'm thinking whatever it is and I number the pages and on the on the page that I write on I put down the date the year the actual day of that week and the time that I wrote it. And sometimes when I do that, the very couple or the very first few sentences are describing where I'm at, what I'm doing, um, what I did, just to kind of help me remember the moment that I wrote this, whether, whether it was in my car or, I don't know, at some diner or at Starbucks, wherever the case may be. I try to give myself details so I can put myself back in that position, kind of like jumping through time with my own self. So here we go. So page 51 in my journal, personal journal. May 9th, 2018, Wednesday, 8.51 p.m. Today was eye-opening. Went to work, didn't think I would feel better when I got here. Or, I mean, didn't think I'd feel better when I got home, but I'm feeling great. My boss, Ellie, told me, okay, my best, Ali, told me it's mind over matter. Uh, ben kept letting me know that he had Ali never get sick. That him and, that, okay, man, I'll go this pretty fast, that him and Ali never get sick. So basically, back in May 19th, I was working at a paper company. I didn't have a job. I was kind of like figuring out who I was as a person and trying to discover what exactly 
am I doing in life? Do I want to continue doing what I'm doing? And I didn't have a job. I had a lot of money saved up. And during this time, um, I found that using all my savings was going to put me in a dry state. So I needed to find some kind of work. So I started working at this paper company and I got this position um, through my through a friend who I used to work with. And it was just a simple job and we part time. Uh, I was probably making about 300 bucks to 400 bucks. And sometimes he would pay me extra bonus just for actually you know, working late nights. So the person Ali, he's the owner of the company, and the person Ben, he was the pressman. He's the one that actually printed whatever needed to be printed because it's a printing company. So what I'm saying today was eye-opening, went to work, didn't think I would feel better when I got home. So I guess I got sick, I wasn't feeling too good. And Ben was kind of letting me know that him and his, you know, his cousin, quite no, it was his uncle. His uncle never gets sick. And these are great guys. I mean, I like both of them. I remember, I remember what I'm saying here, I just don't remember where I was at when I was writing this. I must have been home for sure. So I'm feeling great. My boss Ali told me it's mind over matter. So Ali told me like, you know, when you get sick, don't think too much about how you feel. Just kind of think about where you want to be at and just focus on that, that good feeling of feeling, you know, healthy and fine. So um, Ben kept letting me know that he had Ali never, him and Ali never get sick. Weird, but somehow I felt like I was some kind of, <laughs> I was some kind of, I said the word, the P word to myself in their eyes. So basically I felt judged by them. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of upset. It's 2018. Um, I don't know why I thought that, but truth, I needed to sweat it out. I didn't let it affect me in any emotional way. I didn't let it affect me in any emotional way. Even though I wrote it down, I felt as if I was being judged by you too. <laughs> um, but as I was getting ready to leave, I said bye to Ali, and once again, I was reminded that I was too weak-minded to overcome my cold. So I remember slightly that interaction. I told my boss, see you later. And I'm like, thanks for letting me go home and, and, and getting better. And he just left it at the last minute like, you know what, you don't give too much into it. He wasn't trying to hurt my feelings or put me down. He was just trying to let me know, like, it really is truly your belief system it's what you believe and so here i am thinking i'm this um this person who's always looking inwardly to figure out what it is that i'm allowing to bother me and wherever my mind goes my physical body goes too and i have this belief system for a long time but this is me kind of actually hearing it from other people and it, and it kind of helped me to keep this belief concrete for myself um, and I think I'm slowly getting there better now since it's been two years since then. I'm pretty sure I've developed a better understanding of my belief system. I understand what I allow my mind to go to if I'm feeling like a pain in my chest and I think, oh, maybe I'm about to have a heart attack or I'm about to die right now. I can go that route. But what I do is that I listen to the thought and I see it as a sense, like a sense of smell. And when something's in the air and you smell it, you don't try to smell it. You just smell it. And so my thought process, I'm convinced that it's, it's like a sense. It just thinks. It does things. It thinks the way it thinks. And thoughts come and go. And so for some reason, this thought of having like a pain in the chest and the reaction to it, I've learned to kind of over amplify it. So... I accept it first for the thought what it is and then I try to go extreme with it and then all of a sudden the thought stops and no longer grabs my attention 
and I go on doing whatever I'm doing. So this is what I've learned since then, and this is what my journals kind of like help them reflect and look back and okay. So the last thing I wrote is I don't know why I thought that, but truth, I needed to sweat it all out. So I went home and I, you know, kind of worked out a little bit and I sweated it out in the sun. Um, I didn't let it affect me in any emotional way, but as I was getting ready to leave, I said bye to Ali. And once again, I was reminded that I was too weak minded to overcome my cold. This was actually, this one actually got to me in the moment. Huh. Who am I kidding? I did enjoy the two days off, but I wasn't enjoying my time at home. I mostly was in and out of sleep, nose running and felt like, uh, felt pressure in between my eyes. I was trying to get into this show on Netflix called Dark. <laughs> um, it was like a German show and it was um, dubbed in English. It was pretty good. I liked it. I couldn't get into it because I was in and out of sleep. Uh, the show was about some town in Germany near a nuclear plant with some caves that have something to do with time traveler. Back in 1986, this boy went missing and the brother of the missing boy became a cop. In 2018, his son goes missing and these kids are involved with drugs <laughs> and their friend also, also ended up missing. I kept falling asleep and couldn't find myself fully committed to the show. The whole show is dubbed in English. It's not easy to get into right now. I'm in my room with Hazen. He's playing the new DLC, Warm Mind. So basically, I was trying to feel better. I was watching my friend's son, I was babysitting pretty much, and he wanted to play this new game, and I let him play it, and I downloaded this DLC for Destiny. It was called Warm Mind. That takes me back. Um, he told me to be nicer to him, and I thought to myself, well, I'm going to actually be nicer to him from now on. I, I like talking, so, so basically my friend Josh, I was living with him, and I was kind of helping out with cleaning up, keeping the house clean, organizing the backyard, and in this moment in my life, I really needed to figure out who I was, and the beliefs that I actually created for myself and every single aspect of the way I deal with, with life in general, I needed to figure me out. My friend Josh kind of had an understanding that he saw that I was having a hard time and I was struggling through the sense of identity. And then I started learning that when you identify something, once you call something something in your mind and you accept that, you, you, you no longer allow it to be anything else. So when you identify yourself as um, a person who's funny and who's lighthearted and gets through um, anything and doesn't allow themselves to be bothered. If you think and believe those thoughts about yourself and you identify yourself to that, the moment that you are not being that person, you can actually be pretty hard on yourself or feel like a sense of loss, a little sense of depression because you're, you're not acting like the person you think you are, the person you identify yourself to be. And when that happens, um, it could be a scary place because when you think your identity is something and it really isn't that, then you have a loss of identity and a loss of self. So for me, I started to learn there's no such thing to identify who I am and, and create labels and words to the person that I thought I was. So what I did, I started changing my belief systems and the way I actually saw life. I changed everything about the way I accepted information. 
became more open-minded. I became less judgmental. I listened to a lot of people's opinions. I became less defensive. Um, but this was just with the social circle. I think the, the, the real challenge is with your personal family and with the people you actually have known for years, those people you're going to have a challenge with. I mean, I can't say for everyone, but for me, I did. I still have problems and challenges with my, with my own personal family as far as how I come across. I can come across very defensive, very argumentative, very passive-aggressive, and also challenging with my mom. That's not, that's not my goal, but for some reason, somehow, with that being said, I always have this issue where I find myself arguing or being, I don't know, annoying or irritating or being rude to my mom for no necessary reason. And I feel bad, but it's too late to do anything else because the fact that I already did the action, I already was rude, I already did something to move my mom in the wrong way, to to make her upset or make her hurt or whatever the case may be. So learning to not identify myself and learn to be open-minded, but also being humble, learning to apologize and easily accept the fact that you make mistakes. And every single day, just do your best. That's all you can do. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed. Don't allow yourself to feel down. And don't beat yourself up for hurting somebody, but try to make it better. And that's it. When the person's hurt by you and they're telling you, don't allow yourself to close down by not wanting to accept the fact that you made a mistake or the fact that you hurt somebody or you offended somebody. It's going to happen. Every individual who lives in this world has their own personal right to perceive it how they want. They can take things personal if they want to, or they could allow themselves to find everything offensive. They can. It's their story. It's not your responsibility to take on their hurt, but it is your responsibility to at least allow yourself to grow from whatever it is that did hurt them. Because regardless of what they think, the emotions they felt, that's real. You can't change that from them. Their emotions are real. What they're thinking might not be real. They might be thinking that you're attacking them or you're putting them down or you see them as nothing. They can think that. But how they feel, that's real to them. And if you can take that in consideration and understanding, you're going to allow yourself to really, really um, be a loving person and a person who's going to grow in ways that you have no idea. It, it's, it's, it's really opposite of being prideful, standing by your word and standing by your thought and standing your ground. That, that can cause a lot of friction between you and a lot of people. And it actually will cause you to have more of a distance between you and people. Those who are loving, kind, and who are quick to apologize, who are really soft and kind-hearted, but still, at the same time, they're strong-minded, they're very, very witty, they have a better understanding of their own personal reactions and their own personal emotions. Those people are magnetic. They attract people to them. People want to be around them. Um, you can make somebody's day just by you being aware of yourself. You don't have to worry about anybody else in this world. Just worry about yourself. If somebody gets offended by you, apologize. What, what's, the, what's the worst that can happen with the concept of saying, sorry about that? If you bump into somebody or you said something, somebody found it offensive, 
try to let them know like, hey, did I say something to hurt your feelings? And if they respond to you, yeah, man, you were kind of rude. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. What is it exactly that I said? Try to learn from what you're saying and how you treat people. Because chances are if one person found you rude, I'm pretty sure there's a whole other group out there you don't even know about that will find you rude in that same manner, in that same subject as well. But to be aware of it, wanting to learn from the people that you find that are moved by you in a negative way, we get upset with you. When you learn from them, those are your greatest teachers. They're teaching you things about you to develop you in this world. And that's that's a beneficial place to be at. So with this journal entry, um, I was watching my friend's son and I kind of ask him every single day, like, you know, is there anything I can change between you and I? Because I, I want to make sure that a child is not looked at as if they're not at my level. They're a kid. They're dumb and judge them. I don't want to judge a child. A child is a young adult. A child is a growing human. So how they see the how they see their world and how they become as an individual in this society or in this world is influenced by the interactions of the other adults. So if a child's growing up, they're innocent. They're developing their own personality based on what they experience the most. And so with my friend's son, Hazen, what he experienced the most for me is that I apologize for, you know, I guess hurting his feelings or um, sometimes he would be like, I wanna play video games. I'm like, no, don't play video games, do your homework. And I realized that having a conversation with him, trying to talk to him, but not trying to, I guess, be over his head, but try to come down to his level the relationship between him and I started developing where he would kind of hear me out and listen. It didn't take much if I asked him to help me out with cleaning up the kitchen or the living room or vacuuming. He didn't have attitude. He's like, sure. There was a balance there because there was a respect. And it, it's funny because as adults, if you're living with an adult or if you're living around adults and you ask an adult to help you out, they're less inclined to say no. A lot of times it's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Because there's a maturity going on between both sides. Now, if I'm trying to teach a child how to clean up, how to organize, and I'm asking for assistance and help, I cannot display any irritation if the kid says no. Because the truth is, the kid doesn't want to clean up. The kid wants to play or do something that's more entertaining to him. So how do you accommodate that? The moments the kid doesn't want to help out, say, that's fine, no problem. I'm not gonna try to throw incentives to make him feel guilty or I'm not gonna try to throw in rewards to have them help me. I wanna help them develop the understanding of teamwork. And from my understanding, how I would wanna be, you know, um, how I would wanna be raised to understand this as a younger, younger man or a young kid, is have an adult be an example of what it looks like of what you're looking for from me. So if I'm looking for patience from a child or if I'm looking for respect from a child, I have to respect that kid. I have to be patient. I have to allow myself to not lose my cool. I have to be 100% respectful. And when you display that more and more and more to anybody, sooner or later that person's gonna reciprocate and be the same way with you. And now you guys are reflecting each other's energy. And that develops um, society because that kid will develop this understanding that man, this guy is an adult and he's patient with me. He's nice, he's respectful. 
He talks to me like a regular person. So then that kid will go on to have a better conversation with his emotions and how he deals with things in his group of, of friends. And so this is the kind of the, the, the development of understanding that helped me um, to get to where I'm at as a person with people. Um, today I was at work and I did my route. I'm a merchandiser for Coca-Cola and one of the stores, I knew there was something that I needed to get done. I just couldn't figure out what the product was. But because I have an eight hour schedule and I have different stores to actually go and merch, um, I figured maybe I'll get it next time or whoever comes in tomorrow will knock it out because it was getting close to the end of my shift. So I finished up what I did, headed out. I get a phone call from my supervisor and they're talking about, hey, Leonard, something was missed. What happened? And the first thing I did was I was honest. I was like, I left. I didn't touch base with the store manager. Um, I wanted to get this this route finished. So with that being said, I am sorry. Um, I'll apologize. Uh, next time I want it to happen, I'll definitely check in with the managers. And when I said it's the supervisor, I guess it was received differently. And so when I hung up the phone, the store that I was at, which was the next store, I actually went up to the manager and asked her, is there anything else you, you need? And with saying this, or with learning right away, implementing what I just did not do the last store and actually doing it at this store, <laughs> I was able to put out more product for our company I was able to get all the back inventory out and display it for products that we don't have. I can put it on that home shelf. And man, I develop a better relationship between me and my company. I'm representing my company because I'm merchandising for Coca-Cola to this store. So they're going to have, I guess, a better psychological understanding of how Coca-Cola develops the relationships with the companies that actually merge. So with all this being said, this is only, I think, the, the development of always trying to figure out me. And journaling is how it, how it happened. Um, so basically, when I asked my nephew, or when I asked my friend's son, which I call him my nephew because like family, Asked him, like, is there anything I can, you know, help you with? Or is there anything you don't like about me? He's like, yeah, he told me to be nicer to him. I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to actually be nicer to him from now on. I replied to him with, show me what you mean by um, be nice looks like. And I'll treat you how you treat me. And when I said that, um, I guess Hazen didn't understand exactly what he was asking for. But he knew that he felt as if I was not polite to him. And with that, you know, being said for a 10-year-old kid, like, he's trying his best to allow himself to tell you what makes him uncomfortable around you. And so, because he couldn't explain it, I allowed myself to try to fill in the gaps and, and understand, you know, if I was in his shoes and I was his age, how would I explain to an adult how to be nicer? I wouldn't know how. I just know that I would tell the person the things that hurt me. Sometimes you yell, sometimes you're rude, sometimes you boss me around, and all I want to do is play video games. <laughs> and so this kind of helped me out um, between me and Hazen in a lot of ways. It helped me out to actually grow with my nephews and how I talk with them and how I have conversations and understand them more and be less judgmental. But somehow, sometimes, 
I found myself in a position where I am kind of passing judgment on my nephews. I am passing judgment on my family. And journaling allows me to kind of overcome these things. So I'm going to read one more. And then I'm going to call this podcast complete. And I'm not going to talk too much about it. But this is kind of like a different kind of style of, of journaling. So June 16th, 2020, Tuesday, 3.03 p.m. From time to time, I find myself trying to look at life in ways of development and growth. What exactly is it that affects us? How can a moment of peace and comfort turn to discomfort? What exactly is it that causes a moment to move you? Confrontation builds growth. So in what ways can I build character? What I believe is everyone's story is their own. But a person's view can either help you see your views clearly or how wrong your views are. But judging what your thoughts are makes it real. So when you judge what you think, you're making it real. You can think whatever you want, but when you start to judge it, then it starts to capture your emotional attention. A person's person's poison is formed from a personal view of scenarios. How can you hear a person's view on how they see something without being moved emotionally? How can I help a situation if I'm viewed as the one who caused their poison? So basically what I was trying to say in the beginning of the podcast, I explained this whole thing I wrote. And that's the reason why I'm reading it now, because this is what I've kind of actually learned through my personal um, perception on things. And so I have kind of like a how-to. So how do I make the situation better? So number one, how do you make a situation better between you and somebody that you have a problem with? There's tension if you're arguing with. It could be a brother, a sister, a mom, a girlfriend, boyfriend. This is what my perceptions are. This is what I perceive to help you. So how do I make a situation better? Number one, listen to where they are coming from. A lot of times, conflict only extends because the fact that you're not listening to the person's um, side. You're not hearing where they're coming from. They can be upset with you and they're trying to explain themselves, but you're trying to defend yourself. So you're not listening. First of all, listen to where they are coming from. That's number one. Number two, do your best to understand them, but with an open mind, meaning to be willing to admit your fault. Take responsibility for what you see as your cause to the situation, but do not take full responsibility for their output on how they deal with the situation emotionally. So once again, like I said, how a person reacts, (laughs) their emotions are real. And however they feel in that moment, if they want to hold that against you, that's their prerogative. You don't have to find that as something that moves you uncomfortably or makes you upset with them or makes you hate them. If you initially have no problem with them and they develop a problem with you, that's not your problem. That's their problem. So you can take responsibility for saying something that was rude to them. But after that, once they start trying to hold that over your head, you want to kind of step back from it and don't let it affect you. Do not take it personal because everybody's anger and frustration with someone else is a lack of understanding themselves. They don't know how to deal with their own personal emotions, so they just kind of just spew out this emotion and poison onto you. So that's how, that's number two. Number three, be willing to make things better. And how do you do this? So so you have to be willing to make things better. 
sometimes we can get so heated and so frustrated that we want to get mad and just pile a bunch of other thoughts on top of it and be more angry with it. But if you're going to do that, you're not going to make the situation better. You're going to actually make it, um, you, you can make it bigger than it was. So number three, how do I make situations better? Well, you got to first be willing to make things better. And this is, this is kind of like a subcategory to that. How to go about this is to make effort to come to an understanding, hear each other's views, hear what they're saying, and that they're willing to hear you. Well, at this point, now start making things better. Um, and here we go. Another sub point. How do I make peace? Is to be sincere with your approach, going into a conversation, knowing that you're the one the other person's upset with. So if you're sitting there chilling and you say something that's Oh no, funny to you, but somebody else finds it disrespectful, take responsibility for how you came across. And that's it. Don't 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 try to say you're too weak-minded, um, you're too sensitive, you let everything get to you. That that's a defensive mentality. And that's not willingness. That's not being willing to make things better if you're being that person. So how to make peace? You have to be sincere um, with your approach when you're approaching somebody to make things better. Uh, going into a conversation knowing that you're the one that the person's upset with. So when you're sincere and you know the person's upset with, do your best to at least kind of make things better by apologizing. Um, the lack of not taking someone else's side with value can cause more tension. So if the person's saying what you said hurt my feelings and you're not taking that into consideration, you're causing distance and that creates the tension. So like I said, when you go into a conversation to make things better, you have to be open-minded allow yourself to kind of you know see their point of view and take responsibility just just for the moment just do, don't you don't have to do this with everybody but just for this person make it better um put aside your knowledge and be willing to learn something within you so this is a hard one everything you think you know about yourself and how you conduct yourself that's a voice of knowledge inside your head that creates this defensive personality when somebody's saying what you did harmed me so you got to put that aside. Don't allow that to be part of the process of somebody's trying to tell you something. No matter where that person's at on the educational level or growth or whatever the case may be, whatever this person is young or old, just listen to what they're saying because that person is the one you have the problem with. Um, be willing to accept the fact you're not the one who can make it better. It's both willing to make it better. Also being willing to learn something. So the last part is the hard part because... If you are dealing with somebody who's very stubborn and it doesn't want to move or doesn't want to accept their own actions, well, you did everything you can do to make sure that you apologize for your actions and that's all you can do. So when you're upset with somebody or someone upset with you and you're the person who caused the problems, you're not going to always make things better if that person's not willing to. If that person's willing to and you're willing to, then that right there is how it's how we grow as people it's how we grow in this world but at the same time if somebody's getting you know turned up and they're going like beyond your level of frustration then kind of start checking your own emotions don't go there with them allow yourself to kind of come down too or come down so then they will start reflecting your energy anyways this is episode 12 this is called journal entries and everything I talked about from the beginning to the very end 
this is the reason why I believe journaling is super important. It's nothing but learning your own personal self. And then share it and see what happens. It might help somebody else out. Anyways, okay, so this track in the background is called the same BPM, 65 BPMs. I'm going to play at the very end, but I'm going to do my social plug-in. You can follow me now on my new Instagram. It's lsjphotography2. My first one I got locked out of, and I don't know how to get back into it. So I had an old one. Somehow, when I try to recover the password, it recovered my old Instagram one that I originally got locked out. Okay, point is... My Instagram is LSJ Photography 2. You can follow me there. I post up a lot of images that I take when I go out to, you know, the mountains or when I'm hanging with my fiance. Um, my photography, where I post my work at, is online. My website is www.lsjl as in Leonard, S as in Suarez, J as in Junior, dot photography, not dot com photography that's where my images are at those weddings there um lots of landscapes you can download those images uh give me some comments hit me up let me know what you think my music is on soundcloud at lsj beats so soundcloud.com slash lsj beats which is like leonard swords jr beats and those that's where my music's at if you like this track hit me up let me know you want to actually collab or if you want the track i don't care just show me the process, the, the, uh, the project after you're done. Okay, Linus Swords Jr. Episode 12, Thought Hacking Consciousness, THC. I'm out. <laughs>